Hey guys, Dr. Paul Reed, ChiroFest. You're listening to Billy Sticker and Cairo Candy. You're listening to Cairo Candy, the podcast of sweet chiropractic success. Now, here's your host, Billy Sticker. Hey guys, welcome to episode 125 of Cairo Candy. My name is Billy Sticker and I'm your host. If you are new, welcome. Uh, and if you have listened to the show in the past, thank you for coming back. Um, today we're going to talk about 10 rules for success. Um, one of my favorite programs on TV, uh, and the only thing that I can think of I watch on CNBC, is The Prophet with Marcus Lemonis. And I'm sure a lot of you guys are familiar with the show. Uh, if not, you definitely need to check it out. Uh, I'm going to have a link in, in the show notes over at kairokindy.com forward slash 125. But you can just Google the prophet uh, and, and find, you know, find the show there. But there is, um, he's just fantastic. His name's Marcus Lemonis, and he is, I believe, is the CEO of Camping World. But there's been roughly 70 episodes in this past, or I think 67 episodes. Well, this past episode, he went back and kind of talked about, you know, his 10 rules for success. Um, and the premise of the show is people have, you know, those who may have a struggling business, he will go in, looks at their, what he calls people, product, and process. Uh, and if he feels there's something viable there, the company is just, you know, really <clears throat> needing some help, then he will make them an offer to put up money, invest in their company. Uh, and then as he says, he controls the process. He is a hundred percent in charge. Um, and a lot of times, you know, they may not be happy with some of his decisions, but you know, his companies typically do extremely well. Uh, it's just, it's a really neat show to watch. But what I wanted to do after I watched his last episode, uh, I, I wanted to take these 10 rules for success that he talked about, and I wanted to go over them and talk about how they can apply to you in your practice. So first off, if you've never watched the show, I highly recommend you watch it. Um, we typically catch it on Hulu, um, so you can watch it online. Uh, if you have Roku or anything like that, you can uh, stream it. But um, his first rule is don't be and a but we'll we'll put it that way i think he says the other word but we're keeping this clean right um don't be a jerk okay how about that everybody knows people who are just jerks i love what um john maxwell says in his book on 21 irrefutable laws of leadership where he talks about when everything else is equal Attitude makes the difference. And when people have a negative attitude and they're mean and they're rude, um, it's, nobody likes to be around people like that. So, you know, rule number one is don't be a jerk, right? Uh, now, that's also, there's a fine line there because you don't want to be a pushover too. You know, I'll have calls uh, with, you know, potential clients. And it's one of the reasons we don't just accept anybody as a client I kind of want to get a feel for who these people are, um, because sometimes you can you can just hear it in their voice that they're a pushover, uh, and it's no wonder that they're struggling in their practice 
because they don't have a backbone. So you need to have a backbone and you need to be um, assertive and, and sure of yourself and things like that. But you can do that without being a jerk. All right. So anyway, I think you, you guys know how that applies. Um, number two, make the employees number one. And he talks about how, you know, everybody says, you know, make the your customers and clients number one or your patients number one. Uh, but he talks about how important it is to actually make your employees number one. And one of the things that I've shared with docs before in the past, and we've even talked about it here uh, on the show before, is with your employees, it is so important that they understand the why. Why it is you are doing what you're doing. Not just how to do their jobs, but why it is they're doing their jobs. Uh, so if you can make them understand the why, why it's so important that you know you were using the protocols, you're treating the patients the way that you do, um, and then come up with ways to maybe incentivize them, you know, bonus them, do some nice things for them every once in a while. You know, surprise them and, you know, give them a gift card for them and their spouse to go out to dinner. I mean, just do things that make your employees feel important. Whenever they feel important, they're going to be unbelievably loyal to you. They're not going to go anywhere, but they're going to work twice as hard to help you accomplish your goals. All right. Number three was know what you don't know. You know, hire people that are good at things that you're not good at. Um in, I'm trying to think of a good example here. I think a lot of you know that. Okay, well, I've shared this before too. When I was working in office, this has been almost 10 years ago now, uh, in Dr. Scott Kerr's office, he had two different clinics and I was out doing, I was the marketer. You know, I'm out in the community, I'm doing talks, I'm doing screenings, health fairs, all, all that stuff. Um, and one of the things that he commented on was he said, you know, you're so much better at people than I am. And we use the CLA Insight uh, subluxation station for exams. He said, you know, you can do these exams. And he said, let's, you know, and so he taught me how to use them. He said, let's give it a shot with you doing the day ones and day twos. And so I started doing the day ones. I would do the day twos. I would do the reports. And I would do all the financials. And I loved it. I mean, just being... You know, if you will, one of the things we say in sales is, you know, being belly to belly with somebody, just right in front of somebody, um, but showing them, you know, what's going on, what you guys know, you know, how to do a report. But I was really, really good at it. And that was one of the things that, you know, Dr. Uh, Scott had recognized was, you know, hey, you're better at some of these things than I am. Let's put you in that role and see how well you do. And we increased, that's one of the things that helped us increase our business. It wasn't just the new patients we were getting in from, from all my marketing activities. Cause I was still doing that, but I would also, you know, do, uh, all the day ones and day twos. So he recognized that, uh, even though he can do them, we had somebody in the office that was just better at it than he was. And so, um, you need to be able to do the same thing. What are some, some things in your office that you may not be great at? You know, can you hire people that are better than you at it? You know, let's say you don't like doing talks and stuff in the community. Well, hire somebody that likes doing that kind of stuff, train them, and they can even be part-time. Uh, but hire people that are going to 
strengthen your weaknesses, if that makes sense. Number four was accept the crazy uh, and know that there will be conflict. No business is ever gonna, going to go through their you know business life and not have crazy stuff happen, not have conflict. You have to just know it's part of it. You know, it's not always going to be smooth sailing. You're going to have some patients that are just crazy, right? Um, that maybe that, you know, they're just in a bad spot in their life and they take it out on you. Um, that's just part of it. There's going to be conflict or maybe even with staff. Um, you know, you just have to accept that sometimes that's part of, of just how it goes. Um, you know, and not try to, not try to change it or not try to ask why is everything so crazy. Just know that's, you know, at times it's going to get crazy Uh, and then figure out a way to overcome it and then, you know, move on. So accept the crazy. Number five is be vulnerable, be real, be honest. I think this goes back to, to really, you know, sharing stuff with your, your employees uh, and with your, um, and even, you know, uh, I don't want to say necessarily being vulnerable with your patients, but you do want to be real. You know, people do business with people they know, like, and they trust. Um, and so if they do feel they know, like, and trust you, it's just going to make for a better, more loyal patient. Um, but it's okay to sometimes be real and be honest with your staff. You know, you don't want to walk around like a victim, but, you know, you can be, it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to be real, be sincere. Uh, number six, he actually said, be authentic. You know, don't walk around trying to be somebody that you're not. Uh, just be authentic. Number seven, he said, was be transparent, which I think a lot of these tie together. Um, you know, don't try to hide certain things from your employees. You just be transparent about it. Now, some things they don't need to know, but, you know, I've seen situations in businesses where one of the coin companies I worked at for about seven years, um, they were real particular on not letting anybody, any of the sales staff see the invoice of what we paid for a coin. Well, my goodness, it's not that hard to figure out. I mean, we can get online and shop around and figure out, you know, get a good idea of what we paid for it. Well, we found out what was happening is the company was padding the invoices. In other words, you know, if we, the way it was set up is the salesman got 20% of the profit. So if, you know, we sold a coin for say 1500 uh, and we had purchased the coin for twelve hundred. You know, there's three hundred dollars profit. We would get paid sixty bucks. Is that right? Yeah. Um, well, what was happening is they were they were adding money onto the invoices, and and their excuse was, he said, "Look, this is some of the things that are helping go to pay some of our." extra expense, some of our credit card fees and some of the other things. And you know what, if they just would have been up front and told everybody, say, look, here's what's going to happen. We're going to get the coins. We're going to put a, um, what some companies call it is a pack, a PAC. It's just, it's, it's a, um, a certain percentage that we're going to put on top of the invoice that goes, that money is going to go to help pay a lot of our overhead pay this, the girls and admin and shipping and things like that. Then what's left over is, you know, the profit, you're going to get paid 20% of the profit. If they just would have explained that and they would have been transparent about it, you know what? 
some people may not have liked it, but at least they were being transparent about it. And we realize this is the way it's going to be, you know, and just go from there. Well, instead they were hiding it. And what happened is, you know, we had 17 different sales guys. And as soon as somebody found out, and then they started whispering to the other guy and then the other guy. And now you got a bunch of people really upset, feeling like the company's trying to stick it to them. Uh, and regardless of what the intentions of the business were, they just weren't being transparent. You know what? It's their business. They can do what they want. But if they would have been transparent, it wouldn't have caused the crazy. Okay? That makes sense? So in your practice, be be transparent. Uh, number eight is follow through. Whenever you have goals and you have different ideas and strategies that, that are going to help grow the business. You know, it's one thing to have all these ideas, but it's another thing to put them into action, to follow through. I can't tell you how many docs I talk with that they know what they need to be doing. They're just not doing it. And that's where growth happens. Growth happens in the follow through, in the action. You know, I've had several doctors tell me, you know what, just from starting Facebook ads, their business is growing, not just from Facebook. You know, because they've been just relying on um, on referrals for so long. They haven't done any marketing at all. But once they make a decision to go out and actually invest in some marketing and start doing stuff, other things open up too. But you have to follow through with these things. You know, you guys are going to these seminars. You're learning all these different strategies, tips, and techniques. And you get back to your office, and next thing you know, it's you're back in the same routine. You've got to put some of these things you learn in action. You have to follow through to be able to get to that next level. And number nine is know your numbers. And most chiropractors are really pretty good about this. You need to know how many patients you're seeing a week. How many new patients are you seeing a month? Um, what is your PVA? You know, Because it's not all about new patients. What if... You could take the patients you're getting now. Let's say you had a PVA of 12, just 12 visits. Well, if you bump that up to 15 or to 20, you've just about doubled your practice from 12 visits to 20 visits. Now you're not having to see more new patients. You know, you can just see more of the patients that you already have. And it has a multiple, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, you know what I'm saying? It just the results are uh, are multiplied by how fast you can grow. Because then, when you get a new patient, that patient's not going to represent 12 visits. Patient's going to represent 20 visits. Um, so, but you you have to know your numbers, and you have to know your numbers. And then every month, you should be trying to grow those numbers, one way or another. Are you trying to grow your new patients for this month? Are you trying to grow? Um, you know, your collections, are you trying to grow your PVA? What is it you're trying to grow? Uh, your weekly visits, but always be growing. So you have to know your numbers. Uh, number 10 is quit whining and start winning. Quit being a victim. You know, sometimes business sucks. It's just the way it is. What are you going to do about it? Quit whining about it. There's whining does nothing. Oh, that was one of my biggest pet peeves when my kids were younger. It's just, you know, you could hear it in their voice. They would come up and, and, and we would tell them that if they were whiny, we would just look at them confused and say, 
baby, I'm sorry. I, I don't understand. I can't hear wine. Can you, can you say it normal? And so they'd catch their breath and look at me and then say what they were trying to say. Um, I just can't stand people who whine. Now it sounds like I'm whining about people who whine, but you understand what I'm saying. Just quit whining, get out there. All of you have are equipped with what you need to grow your practice. So then you ask, well, why, you know, why am I not seeing the numbers I want to see? Chances are it's because of your follow through. You know, you're just not applying what it is that you've been learning to get to that next level. Uh, he also had two bonus, um, I called them little bonus tips, if you will. Uh, number one was believe in yourself. And number two is you don't have to be an ex- expert. You can partner with one. And let's talk about, you know, believing in yourself. You have to know that whatever practice you want, you were absolutely capable of being the doctor that has that practice. Does that make sense? You know, right now, if you're collecting, you know, 20 to 30 a month and you want to be collecting six figures, you have to know that you can do that. You have to believe in yourself. And then you have to ask yourself, okay, well, do I have everything I need right now to be able to hit those numbers? And if you don't, figure out what you need and then go get what you need, whether it's a different staff or maybe it's different protocols or or different marketing, whatever it is, find out what you need and then go do it. But you have to know that you can do it. What one man can do, another can do. And there are practices all over this world that are collecting seven figures a year. Now, is it common? No. But does it happen? All the time. And, you know, that may not be your goal. Your goal may be, you know, to increase your patient visits, but actually somehow, you know, work less, where you can spend more time with your family. Whatever your goal is, you have to know that you can do that. There are people, I say this all the time, Whatever your dream practice looks like, there are doctors out there that have built a practice like that, and so can you. So we'll close with that. Uh, I feel like I've gone on and rambled a little bit, but I hope you enjoyed this show. Uh, We will see you next week on another episode of Cairo Candy. See you. Well, you've just listened to another episode of Cairo Candy. For the show notes to this episode and all the other shows, head on over to CairoCandy.com. Now, if you're ready to take your practice to the next level and you want to use Facebook to do it, or maybe you've used Facebook before, but you've never had the results that you're looking for, or maybe you've used other people to do Facebook marketing for you and you just haven't been satisfied, head on over to CairoCandy.com and check out our free Facebook marketing training. I go through several different key mistakes that I see doctors all over the world making when it comes to Facebook marketing, and I show you some key strategies and tips that we're using to help chiropractors take their business to the next level and increase the impact in their community. Once again, go to chirocandy.com and check out our free Facebook marketing training. We are currently working in over 40 different chiropractic offices all over the world all over the U.S., Australia, Canada, and we see what's working and what's not. And in this training, I'm going to point out what's working and why it's working. We'll see you next week on another episode of Cairo Candy. See you.